That was not that good, but we can we can keep it. The practice was <laughs> just a little bit better. Yeah, the practice was honestly better than that, but the thought it's the thought that counts to be completely honest. Yeah, I was the director. Um I had my hands <laughs> the and then close it with my hands and then Keelan is really good. She directed us into victory, I would say. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um Well today <laughs> we're uh interviewing keelan kelly if you'd like to inter like introduce yourself keelan um, i'm keelan um hopefully you guys have listened to the podcast from last year i have i don't know two or three guest hosts on there one with mick one with uh jules paletti one with aaron of course um so yeah i was in podcast club and my little brother is in podcast club now i don't know hey, how woo. involved of a member he hype is, him up everybody true um yeah keelan was a very loyal member of podcast club for basically as long as it's been around, I'm pretty sure. You were in there, like, for a while. Yes. Like, um, they did it when we first had the block schedule. Like, the first year we had the block schedule, it was mostly, like, the guys. And then I think, like, probably, like, Sarah Whitelaw or, like, Jamie, like, was on there, like, like in the room at some point and stuff. Um, then the next year when they were taking kind of, like, new members and mm-hmm. stuff, like, during, like, the activities fair, I signed up. And, yeah, the rest is history, of wow. course. Yeah. I think that Keelan was a core member last year, you know, bringing that hype to the club. Um, Yeah. And so uh, today we're interviewing Keelan. I feel like, you know, she's a, everyone knows who Keelan is, you know, everyone knows. So uh, we are going to start it off. Um, I know Jack and Jensen had this idea last year and I think they did it with a couple people. Um, But... We want to ask Keelan, what is your favorite form of cheese? And this is pretty open-ended, so yes. go ahead. Um, well, I did. I feel like I have to go with the classic fresh, fresh mozzarella cheese. Um, also, because like you can get like the ginormous balls of mozzarella, or the medium, or the pearls, of course. Um, I mean, kind of a boring cheese. Mozzarella is very bland because you know it comes from cows and they just eat grass. So like that's where most of the flavor comes from is like the food they eat. You know, they don't have a very diverse uh, diet, but. It's a classic. Great texture, I'd say. Deep thought process. I didn't even think about whole other dimension. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's... You can't go wrong, you know, on pizza with, like, tomato and basil. It's good. Caprese, of course, mm. the, you know, classic. Yeah. Mozzarella, tomato, Yeah, basil. that's a very solid response. Um, I respect it a lot. That's all I'm I... glad you approve. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate that, that cheese style, and I, I would like to applaud you on that so thank you thank you i'm humbled um so keelan why don't you tell them a little bit about where you went to school yeah so um i'm back for winter break from the university of dayton um i'm here with my roommate actually she's from connecticut she's visiting me for the weekend um but we were talking about this earlier with Aaron and Grace because we got snappy dog before this of course uh we both miss it already it's a great school and honestly like definitely like uh, good choices for both of us. We were very happy to be there this semester and to be on campus and in some in-person classes. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is your favorite like part about Dayton or just your favorite thing about Dayton? Um, I mean, community is like totally stressed at Dayton. Like, um, I think my, I'd have to say my favorite part about, about it is that like 
there's so many people I know there that know each other in the most random way. Like Brandon Christopher says this all the time. He goes, it's great how everyone knows each other. Like I know the cross country team and because of the cross country team, I know a random group of people from Akron, but like one of the best groups of people that I met and like Jack knows them and like people on my floor know them now because um, they did it this year with COVID. Uh, that all the female athletes live on the same floor and then below us a lot of the male athletes live so that was nice like I got to meet a bunch of people who played like played on different sports teams like the golf team volleyball team cross country team soccer team like it was really great to get to know everyone in that way um, and then we got to know a lot of people who didn't play sports who also knew people that it was it's crazy just how everyone kind of knows each other and you run into someone and you could probably like find some sort of connection with them. Yeah, I like I think also I really like the size of Dayton. I think it's like 10 or 12,000 or like 8,000. Uh like eight. somewhere from like 8 to 10,000 yeah. undergrad. Probably. Yeah. Um my my yeah, a lot of people knows maybe my brother went to Dayton. He just graduated in May. So, um I like been there obviously a lot of times visiting him and I do like I don't know, I really like how I think it's a really like perfect size cuz it's like small enough that like you know a lot of people but also it's like big enough for like there's a lot of people to meet always you know like new faces I guess um but yeah I'm looking at Dayton so yes I definitely agree the size was a, a huge factor for me because I didn't want to go anything too big but I definitely wanted to go bigger than Maine South and like once you go bigger than like once yeah when you're looking to go bigger than Maine South like it kind of jumps from like 3,000 to like 8,000 is probably like the next biggest you can go without going like totally huge because I think Marquette's like what like 13,000 mm -hmm. like and that's kind of similar to Dayton but that was still a little bit too big for me personally. yeah um I guess yeah part of the reason why you chose Dayton was community and uh I, I don't think we mentioned this she's on track team high jump so yes. <laughs> do you want athlete check um so for high jump uh you can explain a little about like why you chose like high jump and like yeah your story with that sure um well I mean people who like went to high school with me I mean probably know that like I was on the volleyball team for like all four years and stuff like that and I didn't really do track until my junior year but um I definitely still love volleyball and I miss it a lot and that was a hard decision to be like okay I'm not gonna play volleyball in college but um I actually when I first was looking at Dayton I planned on playing club volleyball there um until I found out that, like, I did have the opportunity to do high jump there because I wasn't sure if I was really, like, good enough at that point to, like, do track at, like, a D1 school. Um, but I definitely have loved being on the track team there. It, it took me a little bit um, to get adjusted kind of, like, into that practice schedule and kind of, like, the load of stuff that I had to do. Um, but the way I kind of thought about it was that I had played volleyball for so long and – um, to play volleyball in college, there was kind of like a certain discipline that I had to have where like I couldn't just hit the ball as hard as I wanted to every single time. Like I had to be smart about it and stuff. But like really my favorite part about playing volleyball was just getting to hit it as hard as I wanted to because that was like that was the most fun, of course. Um, but there was just like a lot of different elements that I would have had to focus on and be disciplined about, um, which I feel like for me would have taken the fun out of it a little bit. Um, but with high jump... I mean, of course, it's, like, a very technical thing, and I still am learning a lot about it, like, learning about the technique, and I, I'm definitely, like, nowhere um, as good as I should be. Um, but, of course, I have, like, four years to get there. 
Um, but high jump, like the way I think about it is I just have to go up and jump as high as I can. Like that's one thing I can focus on, even though there's probably like a million things I need to focus like on in my technique, like in perfecting that, um, like on a very basic level, all I have to do is jump as high as I can. Um, within volleyball, like I can't just hit it as hard as I can. Um, like doesn't really fly in college. Um, but yeah, I've loved doing high jump so far. So like Keelan just explained, she's a baller athlete and she always has been. Um, really making Maine South proud over here. Um, so obviously I'm sure last year with like coronavirus and stuff, this year has been really like unexpected for you guys. I'm sure you went into this thinking that you were going to be high jumping and stuff like normal. And like, I'm sure that was a really hard experience for you. And I feel like, especially for all athletes right now, it's been really hard. Um, how has that been like, um, like adjusting to that and stuff? Um, well, like, I feel like the first, first big adjustment was just missing that, um, that spring track season for high school because mm-hmm. it was like, I was so set on like beating this outdoor record. Like the outdoor record was five, four and like my PR was like five, three and stuff like that. And like normally like, you kind of just like jump higher outside too. So I was so excited to do that. Um, and to do it with my coach, coach Wolcott, cause he was just like a huge supporter for me and he wasn't really, um, I think he was kind of debating on whether he was going to coach again or not, and then he kind of decided that he did want to, because, um, of course, like, we wanted to go to state again and stuff like that, and it just, um, it was kind of disappointing that we missed out on that, but I felt a little bit about it, better about it overall just because I knew I was going to go to college and keep doing that, um, but when I first got to college, we were not doing anything. We were not allowed to practice together. Um, I'd sometimes work out with the girls um, off of campus because we couldn't even use the facilities there. Um, so we would do that a little bit, just like some of the workouts that we had been assigned um, over the summer into like the like into like basically what would have would have been preseason for us. Um, and then once um, the numbers started to go down on campus, because we did have a big spike there, um, we were able to get all of like our physicals in and stuff like that, and able to start practicing together. It was nice. I know some sports did have to wear masks when they practiced, like volleyball did. Um, I know football had to wear, like, face shield and stuff like that. We actually didn't have to because we were um, in a big enough facility, like, where we were able to social distance. And then our coach, of course, kept a mask on the whole time. But then we were able to practice pretty regularly. Um, so I was practicing, like, I was sprinting five days a week, high jumping twice a week, long jumping twice a week, and then I got to lift three times a week, too. So it actually did um, end up feeling pretty normal towards the end there. Okay, um... And you had coronavirus, didn't you? Yes, I got it the first week of September. And that was another hard part because my team did um, start practicing, but I had to wait to get a full cardiac workup. I had to get like an echo, EKG. I had to get blood drawn, which actually did not go super well. Um, <laughs> almost fainted. Um, <laughs> and so I was not able to practice until a full month after I had coronavirus just because the test took yeah. so long, unfortunately, because a lot of people did get it and they were just so behind. Yeah. Um, I know... I was talking about this a little bit, but Joey Cash had coronavirus, and he he run he's a on cross country at Purdue. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you know that, but um, he it was funny like hearing him talk about that because he um like running he like couldn't run for two weeks and he was like in his room he could basically only do like push ups <laughs> for two weeks and that really affects affected his um entire like I mean they don't exactly have like a full season but it definitely affected affected his um progress with the group and he's had to catch up a lot Mm -hmm. so I'm sure that's been really hard like similar for you too yes I mean with cross country definitely more so just because um like you train every single day and you miss like 
you miss a day or two and it just immediately like gets harder because like mm-hmm. like the more consistent you are with it like the easier it gets for you um I actually like I of course I wasn't working out when I had uh, corona but um in the weeks after that like I was getting lightheaded a lot and stuff like that so I was kind of worried I was definitely nervous to start like working out again and I probably um I honestly waited like a couple weeks after even having it to start to really do anything after that but I was able I feel like I'm kind of back into the swing of things now That's awesome. which which then kind of sucks too because now it's like we're home and we're not able to practice like because normally yeah. we'd be practicing after Thanksgiving going into winter break but um at least like I've been able to lift when mm-hmm. I've been home and stuff like that like is the I don't even know is the college track do you guys you guys do a full indoor and outdoor right like it's like a full like January to like May yes yes that's true um they did have indoor conference in the books but they ended up canceling that so we'll see what the season's gonna look like mm-hmm. this year but at least I will have my no matter what I will have my indoor season um eligibility like I my um this season of indoor like if we do anything we do does not count for my eligibility so like if I were to go to grad school and I decided I want to do an indoor season at track I could um do that there and still you know oh. be able to compete like within the NCAA that's nice are you like um like what is the plan for it right now is it like what is Dayton saying right now that you guys will have like maybe like a little bit starting a little bit later or what are they saying um as of right now it's uh, still up in the air of course but um Right now, they're trying to figure out what it's going to look like when we get back on campus, if we're going to be able to practice together, which so far, it doesn't look like we'll be able to practice together um, until kind of like mid-February or so. Um, I think they're focusing on the cross-country season first because like they are like missing like their season like right now and like kind of like before now and stuff. So they're still trying to work that in also because like cross-country is low risk, of course. Um then I think they'll see how track goes on from there. But I feel like cross country is probably going to end up being like the guinea pig. Like we'll see like what the effects of having that season's um, going to look like on numbers and stuff like that. But also it's will probably change once the vaccine's you know more widespread. Um, speaking of plans for next semester, what are your plans for <laughs> next semester? Well, um, funny that you ask, because Jack Gorman will be on back on campus next semester. So uh, really, the opportunities are endless, um, <laughs> including a band that um, we're maybe hoping to form. You know, it's not going to be anywhere close to Doghouse Logic, but we do have um, a guitar player. Um, well, we have Jack, of course, and then another guitar player, and then a bass player as of now. So things are looking good. <laughs> You're the lead lead vocalist. Um, yeah, that is the, I yes. guess that's the plan. <laughs> okay. I mean, we heard a little introduction in our, uh, in our ja- jazz ensemble at the beginning. We could hear the, we could hear the potential, yeah, you the know? Yeah, the symbols. I was the symbols, by Yeah. Me. I could hear it'd be an amazing vocalist. <laughs> Thank you. I'm flattered. <laughs> um, I was gonna, I don't even know this. What are you majoring in? Um, I, I feel like I laugh every time I say it. I'm an English major, um, <laughs> which I feel like you just, you don't see a lot. I don't know. I have an ASI class, which is just of English majors, and there are only um, two other freshman English majors wow. in my uh, class. Um, I, I, I mean, so far, I love it. I've only had, like, one English class because I'm really just doing, like, my um, cap requirements right now and stuff like that. But um, I think that I, I will probably stick with it, um, maybe take on a minor at some point or something like that. Um, I was gonna, I think everyone, like, especially seniors right now, we're all, like, mid, um, college application process. I'm sure a lot of us applied early admission out there, but now it's, like, kind of on to scholarships and stuff. So, how was your college application experience? Um. And where else did you, were you thinking of? 
I was curious about that too. Yes. Uh, Dayton, I kind of, I usually tell people like Dayton was kind of like my first and second choice. Like I was so set on Dayton that like my dad was like worried about it. Like he's like, you're not looking into other colleges enough. Like he, um, I knew I wanted to go to Dayton like in November and he didn't really let me commit until like December. I kind of, I kind of had to beg for that one. Um, but I was looking, I visited Holy Cross in Worcester, Massachusetts. That would have been, um, a place to go if I wanted to do volleyball. It's a small D1. Um, um, there was this one school, Benedictine College in uh, Atchison, Kansas, which would have been very small. That's if I would have um, wanted to focus more on like the theology route because um, I am interested in that. And I looked at Illinois Wesleyan was an, um, a, uh, an option for track two, but they were D3. And I, I wasn't really um, – it was a nice school, but Dayton, like, really, like, I visited Dayton, and I couldn't, I just couldn't see myself going anywhere else, really, Mm -hmm. Um, and I still, like, I couldn't, like, if I ever, like, was thinking, like, you know, maybe Dayton wasn't the school for me, which I don't think that ever, uh, I honestly wouldn't know where I'd look next, because Mm -hmm. Dayton's just, like, the perfect fit for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, How has your adjustment, moving from a Maine South Hawk (laughs) to now a Dayton Flyer, how's that, how is that, um, I've like I'm so curious on how this is gonna go for all of us too, because obviously we're not in college. We have no clue what that's gonna be like. Um, how is that process like from transitioning? Like how weird is that? I just want to like hear from your perspective, like how you're feeling and stuff. Like, like academically and socially. Yes. Um. Well, socially. Um. I feel like in the first week it was a little tricky and that was about it but like I've been so blessed to have like well Jack was there of course and like Jamie's there like a lot of Maine South people are there Kate Stewart of course is like one of my really good friends and then um Brandon Christopher he's a junior on the cross-country team there it's like having him there is like having like my older brother there it's Mm -hmm. it's awesome um so that definitely helped me get adjusted um it was a little the trickiest part about it was that like just living on the floor with athletes like everyone was kind of like sticking to like their sport at first and um the girls in my class for track they're amazing but um they were just like a little bit quiet to start out with so I was kind of like getting adjusted with them so like I wasn't really hanging out with them I was mostly hanging out with Addie that's my roommate's name and um her like softball class because she is on the softball team um and then I started getting really close with the cross-country girls and stuff like that and then our floor I feel like our floor is very tight um which it's actually funny because the girls got very tight first. Like we got uh, close with the volleyball team then and the girls on the golf team. And then the guys floor below us was like not tight at all. But I was good friends with uh, a guy on the cross country team, a guy on the golf team that I met on the soccer team. And I'm starting to like get them to be friends with each other. Mm -hmm. So that's also another hope for next semester. (laughs) But yeah. Little semester goal for you. (laughs) Yes. And then academically, um, I was talking to my advisor about this. Like, it is kind of unfortunate, but I feel like it kind of just um, helps with the whole stress of the situation. Uh, that This academic semester kind of just felt like high school all over again, just because, like, the Zooms and stuff like that. And we did get to go kind of in, like, a blended form where we were half in person, half, like, online. But just, like, with it being online, it just didn't – like, the coursework didn't feel, like, that rigorous where, like, it was, like, okay, like, I'm in college now. Like, it really just kind of – I guess, like, it felt more like an AP class where, like, it was, like, a little bit more challenging, but um, I did expect it to be, like, a little bit harder, but, yeah, I'm sure. I also, I do like the classes I'm taking a lot more um, next semester. Like, I'm taking psych. I'm taking a different English class. Um, I'm taking the practice of American music, like, on the, like, on society or something like that, um, and, like, philosophy, uh, classes that I'm probably, like, more excited about, I'd say. 
Sounds good. That's awesome. Um, we we've talked about uh, like I'm in Psych and Grace's a uh, what's it called intern for Psych. So I feel like we've talked about that a lot on this podcast. That you'll you'll like Psych. That's it's really interesting. I feel like yeah. it's like the most applicable class like to our everyday lives. And um, one of like the minors, maybe even a double major. Um, I am considering a Psych. So I'll kind of see if I like that class and then base my decision off of that. I feel like oh, almost forgot the microphone, everybody. Um, I feel like Psych is just one of those classes where it's like, um, like there's something in there that everyone will like because there's a lot of like scientific things and then there's things that are like really cool that like blow your mind and it's like like it's just really cool because and everything's so applicable to like everyday life like I feel like there's things that happen to me every day where I'm like oh that's a vocabulary word I literally learned in psych last year or I'm even like relearning this year with with my first period intern class over there (laughs) but um yeah, it's just one of those classes that it's, like, there's something in there for everybody, and I feel like, um, like, w- the only part I didn't love was, like, some of the scientific parts, because I'm not, like, that technical, but if you can kind of, like, swing both ways with that, then I bet you would like that class a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes, I definitely say, like, I feel like that's, like, kind of the mark of, like, um, like a, I know, like a, like a good class, uh, when you kind of, like, learn something in that class, and, like, you're outside, um, of school of course and like you are drawn back to like what you learned in that class like that's like um what I like about English a lot like sometimes I'll read a line in a book or just literally like a like a paragraph of something like we read in class and like I'm out and something like happens and I just immediately think of that line and I'm like that's amazing like that's how I, I really feel like I know like I love English um and I feel like that definitely like um because I took personality behavior relationships which like I don't even know if they still have that class at Maine South. I'm sure they do. I think they were looking into changing the name the year after I took it, so it might be something different now, but that would be kind of like the ground level if you were like um, interested in psychology. Um, I definitely feel like things I did learn in that class, like I've definitely like kept in the back of my head since then. But yeah, actually um, my mom was a psychology major. My mom's an eye doctor, so she was a psychology major pre-optometry, and my brother is um, a year ahead of me. He is a psychology major, and Michael's an AP psych, so you know maybe it's just in the genetics probably. Oh, yeah. yeah for sure um yeah I really like psych I just like and Mr. Fritz was a really good teacher that's definitely part of it but it's like fun to learn I feel like it helped me in like it like actually helped me with a lot of things like you learn like the best ways to study and like the best ways to like go about a conversation and you learn a lot about like it kind of has it's like a mix of everything because you learn about how to like He'll, like, Mr. Fritz would mention stuff about how to talk to someone, like, how salesmen talk to you and stuff, and, like, so there's, like, a little bit of, like, business aspect and, like, um, what's the word, like, human resource kind of, um, route in there, and then there's, like, I feel like, like, there's so many things you can pull from there for different careers that it's just, like, I don't know, and then you could also be, like, a psychologist if you want I, I don't know if that or like a therapist I don't even know but like yeah here's Aaron <laughs> um also I was gonna say that like uh high jump is like a super mental like game it's like that's so mental like well I do high jump with Keelan and yes, yes and um like I like our coach would say um like last season he would always say that like high jump is the most mental event in 
like track and field because it's like you're literally just looking at a bar like straight on you're looking at it before you go and then you have to run and just jump over it like that's so like mental like how high you can jump and everything and there's so many things that go into it but like yeah I feel like especially learning stuff in psychology would go hand in hand with that like learning how to like cope with your stress or like learn how to like handle certain situations to make them like less like stressful um yeah I feel like that'd be like helpful for like your sport just in general um and it's funny because our coach uh coach Wilcott he was um one of like the um he worked in like the yeah he's a counselor he's a counselor and so I feel like there are so many times where I could feel him like psychoanalyzing me like um he'd always ask me he would ask me about my laugh and stuff like that he's like I can tell like your nervous laugh and like your regular Mm -hmm. laugh he's I mean he's spot on I'm like a nervous laugher no he like or not counselor he's a social worker yes that's what he is and I always felt the same I was like you're analyzing me like (laughs) I can feel it like I would like even if I had like maybe a bad day he would just like pull me aside and be like Aaron like how are you? Like, I feel like you're a little off. And I'm like, you're right on, Mr. Walcott. Like, every time you got me. Like, and it, yeah, he's, um, yeah, I love Mr. Walcott. He's the best. Um, but yeah, he like, he was, I guess he was a, maybe a social work major. I'm not sure. I feel like I said social worker once and I was wrong. So. I think he is a, I'm pretty sure he's a social worker. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I feel like psych would be right up his alley. Like that's right. just him. I feel like it just it makes you more personable when you understand mm-hmm. kind of like what people are thinking. I don't know. Yeah. Um. One other thing that I'm dying to ask you: How do you feel about when you're a baby? You're the same weight as Peter Skaronsky, and we asked Peter Skaronsky this, or like Jack and Jensen did. But from your point of view, how do you feel being the same weight as a baby as Peter Skaronsky? <laughs> That was a great podcast. I That was one of my favorites uh, when they did ask um, him how he felt about being a nine, because me and him are both nine pound babies. And we always said, you know, like that I was going to get to speak my truth about that. Um, I feel like it's very obvious that one of us reached our potentials and the other one did not. Um, as far as growing goes, I would love to be as tall as um, Peter Skronsky is. But, you know, I'm, I'm honored to be in the same boat as he is. I was, I think I was like a, something like a nine pound six baby, like nine pound uh nine pounds six ounces um and your mom's a trooper (laughs) yeah Yeah, i guess they called me actually in the hospital they called me big girl because apparently i said like a huge head or something like that like they called me big girl instead of keelan but i guess that's how the nurses identified me um i had a couple fun questions prepared just because i have not had many conversations with you this semester period unfortunately um yeah don't mind me just crying over here. Um, don't mind the feedback. But, um, um, what kind of music have you been listening to? Yes. I honestly, like, we were literally just sitting here before we started this, and Grace is like, of course, Oxen, because it's, like, it's mm-hmm. her house. I just, I love your taste in music. You know what I <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Um, well, of course, I'm always stick, sticking with the classic John Mayer, you know, KG Elephant, okay. Mac DeMarco. Um, Shout I've out been, Jack Gorman. Right? <laughs> um but I have been trying to get into Mac Miller, which is something I'm still working on. Me too. On. <laughs> me too. Let's go. I mean, he's I awesome. Mean, I've been kind of getting me three. Yeah. Yes, Aaron. Oh. All three of us. Yes. Three P's. <laughs> it's true. Um, I one of my friends, one of my good friends from Dayton, sends me a song every day, and he, I feel like, has similar taste in music to Jack. Like they're both like pretty um into that, and so you know we're trying to get more cultured over here. Um, also before I went to college, I was like 
this summer with my friends you know we, we'd be going to like lake houses like in michigan and wisconsin and stuff like that and everyone's just playing country music and you know <laughs> i i resisted for so long but i will just i know because i know I'm, I'm not super proud of this but i am kind of a fan of country music just a little bit but more so like but way more i'm um i'm so much more into you know like classic rock yeah. and like alternative and stuff like that than i am in the country but you know yeah. i don't hate it anymore honestly i used to be quite the country stand too mm. i'm not gonna lie about it and i also i hate to like hate's a strong word but <laughs> i hate to like analyze music and say that like a whole genre is bad because yeah. it's not it's just like like i used to really love rap music mm. but like i just feel like a lot of the artists now while it's not like m- generally my taste like, back when I used to listen to it, way back in the middle school years over here, I loved rap music, and there was, like, I found some really good artists from that time in my life, and I, like, still really like them, so I've been, like, trying to ease up on, like, when people are, like, oh, I like country music, I'm, like, oh, yeah, I used to like country music, too, but I just don't know any current songs, mm. but, like, I really like the old country music, I feel like. Mm. I mean, and Chris, I got, I got very into Chris Stapleton um, yeah. in college, and I mean, like, there's just... It's it's hard because I feel like there's like the more like basic um kind of country music which mm-hmm. I like, I mean like it's catchy and all but like I have trouble like appreciating like, kind of like the artistry within it and stuff like that but like Chris Stapleton like I hear his voice and I'm like that's like I mean real I can't country. say I, I can I can't say I hate country music after listening to Chris yeah Stapleton. Chris he's Stapleton phenomenal yeah he's like a different breed he's like he's like what country music is supposed to sound like yeah and you can you can tell when you hear him that's why I my family was a big fan of Chris Stapleton too. But, um, yeah, I was just, I really wanted to ask you that question. So, yeah, and, um, oh, I'm sorry, Aaron. Aaron was about to say something. Go for it. <laughs> um, I, talking about country, I, I do not listen to country music. Like, and I do hate to hate on it. Like, I don't want to generalize all country music, but I just, there's a couple songs I like. I like some, like, Zach Brown band, country, like, uh, Lumineers is more like folk, but I don't know, like, I don't know, there's some country songs I like, but in general, I'm just, I just do not stand for country music. I just thought, I just want to throw that in, go ahead. Also, part of my realizing that I need to ease up on that kind of stuff (laughs) is because I was multiple times at, like, social gatherings, I would, like, steal the ox and never give it back. I was called a music snob more times than I can count this summer and that's why like I've I've listened to the last like probably two weeks I've been listening to some Mac Miller I'm trying to get into Mac Miller because he's actually really good yeah. and um some Frank Ocean a little bit I'm not like it like I think he's really cool I'm, I'm not a huge fan it's a little like just the style is not exactly my route but um I'm trying to like start to experience genres that I kind of judge because I like want to find the good in everything mm-hmm. at least things that fit, fit me personally but yeah yeah and i'm like by no means like country more than i like like i could never like country more than i like you know oh, like the I classic rock and, like the cage <laughs> and like john Mayer. but i uh i feel like it is significant that i don't mm-hmm. hate it anymore but um one thing that was tricky during track practice um like a lot of the upper classmen would like ox at practice a lot and they were playing like rap and stuff like that and they were playing like all tiktok songs like i could not like we listen to tiktok songs like 24 7 and one day they're like does anyone else want to ox and i put on my playlist um for those of you who, like 
for those people who like drive with me a lot like too late to apologize mm-hmm. is like my go-to playlist because like it's a very like baseline playlist of like alternative songs i mean like i mean like somewhat alternative like you have like cage elephant on there and like uh like the black keys and stuff like that and like tame impala of course you know the playlist name um just like a, a lot from those artists and like uh mac demarco of course too but um i played it for them and they just did not vibe with it at all yeah. They were like, yeah, like, we don't really like like your music and stuff like that. And like that was like the baseline of it too. Like it wasn't even like anything too obscure or anything. Um, so that was the end of me oxing. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> Those things happen. They happen. That's happened to me too. But like also that's why it's nice when you have people over at your house or in your car or something because you can just force it down their throats. <laughs> exactly. And I can tell when people don't like it. Like I can just, you, you, you can f- feel the vibes and I'm like, I'm so happy I'm doing this right now because <laughs> here I am just like rocking out and then the person next to me is like, like it's just brutal for them and I'm like, let's go. <laughs> let's go. I, when, I feel like we have very, all three of us have like similar music tastes um, and I, my friend Ellie is like really into Mac Miller and he's like, she's been playing it a lot and there's some bangers that he has like so good. Um, but also I can see, I can like the type of music that we're like talking about, like alternative rock, like also like indie too. Sometimes yeah, I like indie the music, difference yeah. between alternative and indie can be kind of hard to find. I mean, yeah. Like some within some songs. Yeah. And like, but like that type of music, is super good for just like relaxing like I listen to that music a lot when I'm just like doing homework or just like doing like mindless things like it's fun but I could though I could only see like people not wanting to listen to that if you're like trying to like get yourself hyped up for like I don't know maybe like practice or like a game or something or like a track meet or something so I could rap can hype you up so that's like the one thing I could understand but like in general if you're just like chilling out at practice like you got to listen to that type of music that like just like mm. alternative rock indie rock like so good yeah. yeah sometimes I feel like I mean as much as I do like love that type of music I feel like with Tame Impala especially sometimes I listen to him like so much and then like I listen to something else and it feels like I was underwater and then I came up from water and I can like hear normally yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if that makes sense but that's the way I think about it yeah I also think it's like um like part of like and I haven't had this in a while but everyone has it they're like hype playlist they play before like or like they're like I'm sure you have like music you listen to be to before you have like a meet yes yes of course. and um everyone has and probably Aaron with her volleyball games I haven't had any of those in a while but like I definitely used to and everyone has their own like little like they have their own like playlist just for them and you have like just the perfect songs for you and it's like different with everyone that's why like I don't know. I get kind of like, I need to start considering that more because sometimes I'm just like, mm mm. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's basically all I had to ask Keelan. So I'm all wrapped up. Aaron, how about you? I think that's all. What about? Do you have any closing remarks, Keelan? Um. Well, I mean, I feel like I have to say it's an honor to be interviewed mm-hmm. by you guys. You guys are, like, some of, like, my greatest friends from, like, obviously, like, who are seniors in high school now. And, I mean, well, me and Grace talked about this. Dayton might not be in the works for her anymore, but I definitely um, – anyone who really listens to the podcast, I would recommend Dayton to you. Um, and also, 
I mean, you guys would both like thrive at Dayton, even if you don't go there. But um, you guys would thrive anywhere at that. Like that being said, um, but yeah, it was great catching up with you guys. Of course, always. Um, go Flyers! Roll yours! Roll yours! <laughs> this episode, I'm pretty sure, is coming out just days after Christmas Day. Merry so, Christmas! Yep. Merry Christmas, everyone. We already we just posted our Christmas episode episode actually earlier today, but by the time you hear this, it will be a week from today. And um, so go listen to that one. It was a beautiful Christmas episode. Recapped our year, gave thanks, shed some tears. Um, yeah, so go listen to that. Shout out um, Justin and Aiden. They could not be here today. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. See guys. ya. <laughs> Stay baller. Stay electric. <laughs> <laughs>